core stories, ordinary Marines, extraordinary lives. Hey everybody, this week we have an amazing guest, Amy Bouchatz. She has this little social enterprise where she encourages people to spend a little time every single day, like with intention, outdoors. She has taken up this challenge herself and she spends about 20 minutes a day outdoors, at least 20 minutes a day. But she lives in Alaska and she's done this every single day for more than three years now. So she is a power of example. She's a military spouse. And I just felt certain that we in the Marine Corps family would value this. Oh, by the way, she is also executive editor of military.com, which as a publisher of a military nonfiction storytelling publication, I had a total fangirl moment. Not only that, but she has some of the, probably the two best female military journalists writing for her. And so I had to talk about that. Anyway, Amy Bouchatz is, she's just one of those people who gets it all done. She's amazing. She's an inspiration. And I was totally thrilled to interview her. Now this is a short form podcast this particular week. Next week will be two, but we're gonna have Amy back. We're gonna have her back after the new year. I have taken up the challenge. It's called Humans Outside is her, is her social enterprise. And you've got to check it out on Instagram, but check out her site and listen to her podcasts because she talks about how to actually get this done. And it's very exciting. Anyway, thank you. Hit subscribe and I'll catch you on the backside. There we go. Much better. Hi. I'm... Oh, Amy, it is such an honor. I'll tell you. It's so, I'm so excited about this. Now, Amy, you have to help me pronounce your last name. Bouchatz. Bouchatz. I, you know, when you get married, you, you assume, you know, a lot of people assume there is the same. I decided to do that and I didn't know how to pronounce. So I decided what is the thing that sounds the most like it would be on NPR? And that's what I came up with. So beautiful. Good call. Listen, yeah. <laughs> now first, I, I, so this podcast is designed to encourage the Marine Corps community, my, my audience, yeah. um, that the Marines can have like a different walk and people in the Marine Corps family can have like a different innovative approach to life that we can all like learn from and embrace. Right. And, and that's why I was so excited when I saw that what you're doing with this daily outside, but, but I have to sort of fangirl jump in here because i love your publication oh, you are the executive you. editor of military.com yes. which is i think the most underrated military news outlet out there the thing is amy that you're the executive editor of that publication mm -hmm. a brilliant publication it straddles news and other products so well also also you have such royalty of female military journalists there. Worked hard, yes. Hope is amazing. And and Gina, and listen, mm -hmm. Hope, I use much of her writing for my research for my master's degree that I just finished up at Texas Tech in December. For my, I was focused on Marines communicating 
in other countries and her writing, especially with respect to Okinawa. I, I mean, I stood on that. Really, um, I definitely pass that on because she's, she's really a powerhouse. You know, we, when I started at our publication 10 years ago, we had very few female on the staff and um, whether by, I, I mean, I certainly not by design, truly, you know, but we've now hired a lot of women to, to report on, report on this stuff. And um, they're experts in their fields. There's no reason not to hire women for this stuff. You know, so you mentioned Gina, she covers the Marine Corps and Navy. They also have Oriana Pollock. She is a, just the master of her domain for the Air Force. Patricia Keim is the master of her domain when it comes to military personnel issues. Other than me, she's the only person that I know of who regularly reports on TRICARE issues. So yeah, so we just have this like little collective of the girl team over there, but they're doing incredible things. And these women do, I mean, I, I, we can talk about this later. I do not idolize people who do not sleep because I think that sleep is very important. So when I say they do not sleep, I mean, they are just very on top of things all the time. I think they actually get enough rest and for this. That's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. I I had to get that in there. I really had to kind of get in. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's very important, you know, Core Stories, my little publication has been live 18 years now, but it's very niche. It's a niche of of feature profiles of unsung people in the Marine Corps community. I I don't really have an interest in straddling. It's hard. It's hard to yeah, do. It is, it is hard. But you know what the thing is, is that so many of the issues that you talk about on, in your publication and that we deal with at military.com are broad. They you are. Know, everyone cares about, you know, it, there's different terminology and services. And that's why we have our service pride, um, because we can say that the Marine Corps has, you know, I, I'm a full disclosure. I am an army spouse. Um, my husband is currently in the Army National Guard and he was active duty army. But I mean, let's not lie. There's something about a Marine in his dress, <laughs> dress uniform. Okay. Like we can all have pride in the Marine Corps for that. Um, yeah. And we can all have pride in our individual services while still talking about the fact that the experience of redeployment and, you know, and deployment, that the experience of PCSing, that the experience of navigating the military hospital system, while we still might have our own terminology across services, especially in the Marine Corps for this, the experiences are universal and empathy for those things and you know dealing with those things and for each other in dealing with those things is a universal i love it i love it i love it i love it so much thank you so much and she and just let me get in a little bit about gina harkin she was at the marine corps times i've kind of been following her and communicating with her briefly from time to time over but she did a brilliant job there but i was glad to see she's on board with yours so anyway really talent such talent you have on board there but let, let's get to what you're doing right now because it really touched me. It was so inspiring. I understand that you just tell me the story, but basically you moved to Alaska sight unseen. And once there, your love of the outdoors and your love of exercise and the benefits of it um, sort of inspired some things. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, so because we're talking to a military audience, I'll back up even a little bit farther and talk about the fact that really heading outside was precipitated by my husband dealing with his post-traumatic stress and his traumatic brain injury. And we know from studies and from being military family members and knowing military family members for a really long time, you know, and dealing with two decades of conflict, that PTSD and traumatic brain injury, the symptoms of those things, especially when they're combined, often 
often don't show up in your life until six years, eight years after the fact, specifically if you've declined or haven't been able to, or didn't know you needed to deal with them upfront. So that's one of the reasons that we work really hard in the military now to address these things on homecoming if we can. Okay. But six years at, at on, you wake up one day and your service member is having a meltdown and you are staying there like, I thought everything was fine. I thought the military was taking care of this. Like I had no idea that these are things that were going on inside of him. And especially with the hidden injuries, right? So traumatic brain injury and PTSD, they look a lot alike. The symptoms are very similar and often they are being experienced at the same time. So it's really hard to say, you know, you need treatment for traumatic brain injury. No, you need treatment for PTSD when probably you need treatment for both and they look the same. So I wake up, you know, in the 2014, 2015 with this sort of on our plates as a family. And we realized that well, about the same time, really, we started to go camping and we had never gone camping before. I'd never really gone camping before. We had small kids and it was just something we wanted to get into. So I noticed as we did this, we were tent camping, that my spouse, who was definitely experiencing this turmoil, seemed better by the time we had pitched the tent. And by the time that it was like watching someone take off a backpack. And by the time we had gone home in a couple of days, he was just sort of, I mean, he was like, you could just see the relief. And so, you know, as things sort of escalated just in our lives um, with him having to deal with his PTSD and brain injury, and it just becoming more and more the forefront, I, you know, we started thinking like, we have to take care of this or we're not going to make it as a family. And so it really came down to the decision of, is your, do you want your career in the military? Which is fine. You can want that, but, and we'll, we'll go away. And you will be here when you, you know, get done with that. Or do you want your family now? And his response was like, well, you know, I want my family now. And that's a decision that everybody has to make for themselves, by the way, like no moral imperative on that. And so he decided he would get out of the active duty army. And we, given all of the options in the world, could move anywhere, right? Because you just got out of the military. Where are you going to go? My job's mobile. There was no reason for us just to, you know, time zones are moderately important for my work, but not, you know, prohibitive, super prohibitive. So staying stateside, probably a good idea. So we decided to move to Alaska because we knew we wanted to spend more time outside and we were ready for a really big change. So we literally packed the station wagon, drove up sight unseen to Alaska. We'd bought a house, which to our realtor was like, why would you do that? To a military family, we're like, oh, buying a house you've never seen. That's fine. And we, you know, so we bought this house, kind of crossed our fingers that it'd be amazing. It is. And we landed in Alaska. So that was 2016. And he started to do what we came here for, which was really to experience all of that good healing that the outside had for us. But about a year later in 2017, I woke up one day and I was like, well, like, why isn't Alaska having the weather I want? Hello, it's Memorial Day. It's supposed to be nice outside. It was not nice. It was raining and it was cold. And I was like, I've been waiting for this all year and it's nothing. So I was like, okay, Amy, here's the deal. You can decide that you're going to be okay with this, or you can wait for Alaska to change for you, which not a good plan. So, you know, I like, I can only change the things I can change and I'm it. Like, that's it. That's the realm of, of possibilities for me and, you know, exacting my strength on change. So I decided, okay, let's, let's try 
going outside every day between now and Labor Day. See how that goes. You know, just no matter the weather, time outside every day, no specific amount of time. Let's just do it. So I did that. I went outside every day for those 99 days. And when I hit August and got close to Labor Day, when I was going to like stop doing that, I was like, I don't want to stop going outside. I kind of like this. This is kind of good. Like having to school every day. It's a habit now. It's not that hard. It's easy in the summer. And I thought, you know what, what would happen if I did this every day for a year, but like with parameters. So, you know, what is a good amount of time to go outside? You know, what, like what, what makes sense? Because my first challenge was just to go outside. So I settled on 20 minutes because there's studies that say that a dosage of outdoor time that's effective is somewhere between five minutes and 45 minutes. And, you know, we have to live in the realm of possibilities here. So 20 minutes seemed reasonable. And, you know, my, otherwise it was just, you have to be outside for 20 consecutive minutes every day, no rules. And so I have, not only did I do that for a year in Alaska, but I have now done that for three years running. And so what I have found is that going outside every day and building that outdoor habit creates a host of benefits that are not just about mental health, although they are certainly tied to that. They're not just about physical well-being. It has everything to do with your family. It can help you improve your relationship. It can help you be, feel more creative. And there's science to back these things up. Building habits, working through hard things that can help you in your inside life, at your job, that creating that resilience. We That's sort of like a junk word in the military, by the way, resilience. And I, I'm like really annoyed with the word, right? But there's no other good way to describe this natural grit that you, it's a muscle and you have to work on it. And so I have created since then the Humans Outside podcast where I talk to experts about this subject and we talk about the benefits of going outside once a week. And we talk to experts who can tell us about how, you know, the practicalities of getting outside, what you should wear, how you should do it, and how to get trick your kids into going with you and how this helps you move through grief and how to help, how to make this help you build your relationship. It's nice to say it does, but how do you do it? You know, I had an outdoor wilderness therapist on recently who talked about using the outdoors as a therapy and as a quote unquote container for what you're dealing with and how it doesn't have to be mountains and trees. It can be an outdoor space somewhere else. And so these are the things we talk about in Humans Outside. And it's been a really, like, I am just loving getting to talk to all these people. It's an excuse for me to have like a one hour sit down with somebody I find interesting. So, so that's our story, you know, and that's what, that's what we're doing. And it's been a fun ride. And I love it when people join me in building this habit. Listen, when I saw that that's what you're doing, I thought of two things that were, that are similar, but prove your point. Hmm. One is this daily mile. Are you familiar with the in the British Isles, there's a school district that started a daily mile for all the students who were able and mm -hmm. the ones who weren't were assisted. But every day they have to get out and cover a mile, mm -hmm. like in their recess area. But it, mm -hmm. it was like a free time for them. They had to do it. They had to cover a mile. And they found that attendance skyrocketed, mm -hmm. score skyrocketed, and little children, you know? Right. So that was, that's one thing. The other thing was this woman in Norway, I think in Norway, 
somewhere in the Northern European countries who came down with MS. And every day for a year, she ran a marathon. Are you familiar with this lady? No, that's really far away to run every day. <laughs> it, it is. And she had, she had a team of like people who were supporting her, cheering on, mm -hmm. who would run with her, either right. run the whole thing or run part of it. And in, in snow and all that. And anyway, a year later, she, her MS diagnosis was gone. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, is like, there's no right way to go outside. So like, I love to run. I'm a big runner. I'm recovering from an injury right now, but, and I'm actually, my little current thing is trying to walk a mile a day accumulatively. Like that's, that's a challenge for me right now. There's no right way to experience the outdoors. And so I love to talk to people about that because I think that we are in the sort of Instagram saturated culture with social media, making everybody look peachy and then flip side COVID life where you feel like you just can't get off the floor. It's important to talk about the fact that the outdoors is as you define it and for whatever you want it for. So for my challenge, my only rule is that I'm outside for 20 consecutive minutes. That could be sitting on my porch, reading the book or in my hot tub, which I bought for myself this year as a little COVID gift, because you know what? It gets cold here. Anyway, love it. so that, I mean, that can be your outdoor time. Now the weather gets cold. It's much harder to sit on your, or less pleasant to sit on your porch. Probably won't be doing that as much. It helps to have something that you can do or want to do where you're moving because being cold is not that fun. You know, other than that, like there are no immoral imperatives to what you do outside. I love running because I like how it makes me feel. Someone else may hate running because they hate how it makes them feel. That's okay. The point is that you're out there and you're experiencing nature to some extent, or even just having a change of perspective because outdoors in a city still counts even, you know, without the nature. So I, I am, I'm loving this and I, you've challenged me. I'm going to do it. Now, see, the oh, thing is, I, I, I love to walk and hike, not like anything terribly strenuous, but I just, yeah. as you say, I'm, I have terrible creativity. It comes to me so much when I'm out No, And I, and I was very good about this for years, but not unlike your situation, I had PTSD very long-term PTSD from childhood trauma and marital trauma, but I got treated with the stellar ganglion block in 2017 and it relieved me of nightmares and flashbacks. And I went back to school and I have sat at the dining room table or in the recliner studying my butt off for three years. And it has definitely impacted my health, my weight and so on, but I have a lot to show for it. I have a few degrees to show for it. Hey, but, but now I'm on a break and in January, I go back and finish my PTSD. Anna is so unhappy right now. It's going to be oh, okay. Bless. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, I love what you're doing. I'm going to take it up myself. I am. Yeah. So what's great about starting this when you're on a break is that you now you have a time period to build this habit, right? So you have, people think, oh, I don't have 20 minutes. Well, I've got a podcast episode on that. And you can go back and listen to time management expert, Laura Vanderkam, tell you all about why you do. But the, the reality is, is that we spend the time on the things we want to spend the time on. And if you want to find 20 minutes in your schedule to fit in just going outside. Now in the winter time, it honestly, it takes me a little longer than that. Cause it takes like five minutes to find my stuff and put it on. But you know, if you want to find that time, you can, if I can, you can, 
no moral imperative about what you're doing out there. Just get out, take that space, make it happen for yourself. And, you know, if, if like sharing this and being a part of community on this is helpful to you, I, you know, speaking of Instagram, I post all of my own daily outdoor time on Instagram and I have from day one. So at humans outside on Instagram, I'm putting up a picture every single day. It's tagged with hashtag humans outside 365, which you are welcome to use as well. And you can just share your outdoor time and we have, you know, comment back and forth. I'll see it, you know, just say like, literally I take a picture of whatever it is I've done that day and put up some sort of thought about why it was terrible or why it was usually great. But let's be honest, sometimes it's not. And, you know, and that's, I mean, it's really as simple as that. And then you have a community. I also have on my humansoutside.com website, an outdoor habit tracker. If you sign up for our newsletter, we'll send you a link. And you, it's one of these little color in sheets, do with it what you will, and you can color in your day. And it's got 365 slots. I know that because I put them all on there individually and then recounted them four times and you color them in or whatever. And it just helps you track and keep you accountable. So there's lots of different ways to build a habit. Those are some of them. Um, but a break is a great time to do that because you've got that, you know, you have the space right now. And by the time you go back to your studies, it'll just be a part of what you do every day. I love it. And I'm going to do it. And thank you so much for sharing. Now I'm going to put in the show notes, all of your links. Okay. So anybody yeah. listening can go to the show notes and find everything, but listen, Amy, please keep being you. I love oh, as a you. journalist, I love everything you've done. And I just, I, I so look forward to seeing what happens from here, but you're so far along and you've been, you know, your work has been an inspiration to me and certainly the people you've surrounded yourself in the journalism field. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Hey, okay. for you and for your listeners, they're welcome to, you know, my humans outside contacts, contact at humansoutside.com. You can find me with military.com at amy.bouchats at military.com. If you've got any military stuff going on, um, if I can't help you, you know, we've got a whole customer service area that like these people that literally know everything. It's really kind of creepy. Uh, feel free to ask any questions. We've got so many resources that, you know, like we are, we military.com cares about this stuff because we're military family members too. You do. Uh, and so when I report on it, I'm reporting a little bit for me, you know, <laughs> like I want to know. Um, and I know that if I want to know, you want to know. That's exactly and so, you know, so that's just, that's sort of the driving philosophy. And we're just so happy to help. And thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Bye. Do we love this? Is she incredible? I think she's pretty incredible. Anyway, I was really honored to interview her. And I didn't know this about her, her publishing and editorial story but boy was i happy when i found it out anyway again hit subscribe we thank you so much for listening for watching and then we'll catch you next week core stories ordinary marines extraordinary lives